1: You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good February. It's almost gone, kids. If you've got things to do in February, you only have right at, well, you don't even have a week. We have four days left. Something like that. Chad and Zay with you on this Friday. Stay tuned before we get into this NFL discussion. I will tell you a story that makes me, well, frankly, look like a dumb Aggie. So pay attention. It's coming. Uh, I am joined, as always, by Isaiah Collier. I would
0: never call him a dumb longhorn. What's up, Zay? Chad, what's popping, man? I am so hype. I am fasting myself because I will be at Salt Lake tomorrow night. You? With the fam. Uh Uh-oh. So it's going down. One of my favorite places in the ATX. Where do you go to the Round Rock one or Driftwood? One of my favorite places. Great barbecue. Can't wait. All right. So which location are y'all hitting? I'm not going to say because I don't want people to harass me and my family. Fair enough. So just know I'm hitting the Salt Lake. Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. How many
1: guys are going to be sitting at the Salt Lake this weekend wearing a neck pillow and talking as loud as you will? (laughs) I think they'll know. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll know. I'll oh. be in disguise. I'll be
0: without the neck pillow.
1: That is nice. All right, so. I'll be quiet, too. Let's make everybody hungry. You have a go-to at Salt
0: Lick, something you got to get every time? Uh, burn ends. I need the burn-ins. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I-, I need that, for sure.
1: And so the BYOB part doesn't matter to you. You don't drink.
0: Nah. It so don't matter.
1: So what's your barbecue beverage? Lemonade guy. Yeah. Just
0: leave it at water. What do you do? Nice cold lemonade. Oh, that's good stuff. Just keep it country. That is good in country.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: If it don't have enough sugar in there, I don't mind putting some extra sugar. I don't mind. (laughs) Now that's country. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man,
1: I had relatives through the years that that's what they would do, whether it was tea or lemonade. If you didn't have the extra sugar nearby, they weren't going to show up. Yeah.
0: That's just true Texan-ish.
1: Got to have it. That's all it is. You got to have it. And when I was a little kid, I thought one of the fanciest things in the world was a Ice cold can of Country Time Lemonade. Yo. Dude, I, that was high cotton to me. <laughs> I was ready to roll
0: with Country Time. Ain't nothing like some good Country Time.
1: If you're getting a little barbecue and lemonade this weekend, uh, that is uh, that is a good plan. Zay just told you where he's heading. If you want to give, uh, you know, give a barbecue place a shout out, we'll be glad to do that. Specs text line 337-3776. Just real quick, an Aggie joke that kind of writes itself. Yesterday, Zay, I was on the computer here in the st- studio at the station, dealing with some promos for shows, putting promos in, making sure they were scheduled right or whatever. I scheduled a promo to end on February 31st. Yeah, I literally did that. It didn't even, my brain didn't even think for a sec. I just, oh, I want this to go about a week. So 24, 31, that's seven, right? Boom, ba boom And thank God the computer was smart enough to go, no, idiot. And so that made it March 2nd or 3rd, whatever the equivalent day was. But I really felt stupid when I realized what it. Happened. happens. You got, got a lot going on. Yeah. Oh, God. So there it is. I don't know if that's the Aggie or the old man or whatever, but there, is, uh, there was a lot going on there. So uh, hopefully that makes everybody smile because uh, sometimes – Sometimes the uh, the you know the the oldness of others or the weirdness of others can make you a little bit happy. All right, it is Friday. We're going into another big sports weekend. You got the second half of the NBA season cranked up. We're going to get into some of that. Obviously, if you are a Longhorn fan and you love basketball, you got two teams primed for what might be a really special run. And this weekend, I feel like you got a hell of a litmus test for both. Both on the road, both at nasty crazy environments that can't stand them. And we'll get into the men at Baylor at 1230. Zay will get you the right call segment. Uh, men at Baylor, women at Oklahoma this weekend. Both fighting to stay in the first place discussion and see if they can get the highest seed, you know, seeding possible for the tournament. This is this is a I think a big weekend, Zay, for your Longhorns, both versions in basketball, to prove they can truly be in that kind of discussion.
0: Yeah, we're definitely gonna talk about the men at twelve thirty. But for the women, you gotta stop Taylor Robinson, all time leader three point shots, big country. Mm. That's why I call her. She country as hell. She's from the grime of Oklahoma for real, and all she did was grow up shooting at a farm. Wherever she's from, mm. and she could light it up. So one of those Larry Bird goals,
1: yeah, out there, yeah, like
0: lick type N- stuff, nailed to the barn. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's how you know her jumpers pure. So you know me, Chad. If I talk about Oklahoma person, you better show me yeah. something and she can light it up. Okay. i give her, her props. She country as hell, but she can light it up.
1: You know you're a country basketball player when you have to clear the cow patties <laughs> or the pig poop or something like that before you start shooting. That's how you know you're, you're country out there. So there's basketball to get into. There's always football to get into. We got some cowboy stuff and some other things, uh, more soap opera around the NFL to get into. Zay, we were gonna start and we'll get we'll get to Russell Wilson. I feel like we need to start with this c d lamb thing, okay I feel like we need to just let people know kind of what's happening. You let me know a few minutes ago and uh you showed me a pretty wild image also cowboys fans we have the the coaching staff has been announced for twenty twenty three We will get into that, but c d lamb this is was this last night he released a picture or
0: yeah yesterday,
1: okay yeah. I'll be honest, I've never seen a picture exactly like this. I've seen plenty of pictures of somebody showing off their tattoo. That's that's normal. To, you know, I've seen that. I haven't quite seen this. So, CD Lamb tweets out a picture of him on the tat table, tat chair, tat chair, in the tattoo chair, right? Yeah, like the yeah, the table. And they are working on his back, and I say they because it's required. There's more than one person dealing with this. Have you been able to count how many people were working on him at that moment?
0: Um one, two, three, four. Just four. So there's eight hands. Eight hands. Eight hands. Four needles. And then I've never been tattooed before, but you gotta have the towel. To, like, wipe the smear off.
1: Okay, so maybe the, there's somebody's just doing the towel part, somebody's no, just doing... No, they, they each doing they're it. They're each doing their own deal. Yeah, they're
0: each doing their own wow. deal. Wow. And they're each doing a section of his back. Okay, so if you are... I just retweeted it, by the way, uh, ain't that underscore Zay John Matoya... From the athletic for covering the Dallas Cowboys. He posted it, but yeah, it's it's a crazy photo. That is wild.
1: Yeah, I'll go ahead and retweet that as well. Uh Zay is at Ain't That underscore Zay. I'm at C Hastings 1049 at the Horn ATX for the station. But yeah, that is uh first off, just the yeah, that many okay, yeah. Yeah, you're right. See, for some reason I was making it out to be more people, but still like
0: yeah, an octopus four, or something.
1: Four people at once to me does feel like a lot. If you are a tattoo person, let us know. Is this a normal thing? Is this high-level tattoo world? Or is this something where, because of the complexity of what he's getting, is this what you do at the badass tattoo parlors to save everybody time?
0: Well, you have to have serious paper to do this in the first place. Right. You know, tattoos ain't cheap. And to get the ink that he got on his back, serious bread went into this. And he probably only gets the best tattoo artist to work on him. So, yeah, this makes sense for everybody. I mean, it cuts time. He got everything he did done. I guess he's not bleeding like crazy. And if you look at his back, Chad, he has a huge picture of Kobe on the top right yep. with, like, a snake, mamba snake, kind of going over Kobe's shoulder. That, That's dope. That detail's incredible. <laughs> it's insane. It really is
1: something. If you, if you enjoy a great tattoo and the artwork of it, go
0: check this out.
1: Go f- search it's this like Kobe picture like out. It's
0: like biting the jersey, which he used to do that all the time. Yeah, a very specific Kobe moment yeah. there. And then right beneath that, he has a crown that's crazy detailed. The I forty five sign, because we know CD is from where is he from? That he from? He's from Texas, he right?
1: Is CD Lamb? That's a good. I'm trying to remember where he's from. Yeah, so that would be a reference to. Uh, Forty five to the the Houston area, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Houston to Dallas, that's how you get. Well, to Dallas.
1: born in Louisiana.
0: Yeah, but he played yeah football in high school in Texas. Yeah, I just forgot where.
1: Born in Kansas, lived. I mean, Kansas. Born in Louisiana, lived in New Orleans, evacuated. Yeah, it's a Houston. Yeah, it's a huge. Yeah, um, Randolph Foster High School, Richmond.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So yeah, that's a reference to that to that area. That is, it's incredible. That is just an incredible uh, tattoo. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the cross in the middle, or I actually, I guess that would be a crucifix in the middle. Yeah, crucifix. Um, then you've got the what? Did you mention that Spartan helmet? Lower I did left? not mention
0: that. Dude,
1: that is incredible detail. So C.D. Lamb has uh, has a badass tattoo to uh, let. Uh, you know, let let everybody see. Somebody texted in, then you can't see it. Yeah, that's true. I've always been fascinated by the truly incredible those incredible tattoos that the person then they
0: can't see the back uh, tattoo. People don't see it because when people get tattoos, they show it off. Oh, they do. He's gonna yeah. be taking his shirt off for no reason. Oof. We're gonna see a lot of Ceedee Lamb videos of him working out this summer with his shirt off. I'd burn every shirt I have except my jersey. Yeah.
1: I would get rid of everything else, man. For the amount of money he probably spent on this, that is that is remarkable. So C.D. Lamb all tatted up, and now, thanks to the reporting that's come out in the last little while, we know who the coaches are going to be for, uh, for C.D. Lamb. We've got all of that, and uh, we'll give a shout-out to Jane Slater, of the NFL Network, Jane, formerly of LHN back in the day. Uh, She's a Texas alum, ain't she? She is a Texas alum. Represent uh, Jane. I believe that is true. And she released, uh, she threw out the list of the Cowboys coaching staff for 2023. So Mike McCarthy and the coaching staff. We already knew offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. That's going to be a bit of a technicality. He will help Mike McCarthy, but they've already said Mike McCarthy will call plays. And some of the other stuff I was interested in is we know they needed a running backs coach. Zay, running games coordinator, running backs coach, Jeff Blasco. Going to have to look up Jeff Blasco and find out who he is. I'm not familiar with the name. And then the quarterbacks coach was kind of interesting to me. I know the name. I don't know how much coaching he's done. Scott Tolzine.
0: I remember the name. Yeah. So Blasco was with Big Mike at Green Bay 2016
1: through 2018. Okay. So So that's where the familiarity is with that one. So he's going back to the old school there. Um, And then there's the name that I feel like is being used to troll me as a Cowboys fan, where the quality control slash assistant D-line coach is Sharif Floyd. Wait a minute. That's Sharif Floyd? Like the guy I wanted him to draft that year when he was their, what, number 5 rated player on their whole draft board, and he was staring at him at number 18 and they didn't take him? That Sharif Floyd? I know Cowboys fans. They ended up with uh, Travis Frederick, and it was certainly not a bad choice. But that guy. I'm just making sure I've got my Sharif Floyds straight. I can't imagine there's a whole lot of them out there especially that are associated with D-line, but that guy is going to be on the staff. Of course, Dan Quinn back is the D coordinator, and um, so this is making the rounds today, and I'll go ahead and retweet this as well, so if you haven't seen it, you can check that out today as the Cowboys get ready for 2023 and... Yeah, I'm concerned, Zay, for the – I'm always concerned for the Cowboys on whatever the levels are. Um, Mike McCarthy calling plays has a certain level of concern, but also just who does he get together? Who does he get around Dak Prescott and around this offense to move it forward? There's just a lot of questions to answer, and this is not a team – and maybe this is why I get a little sensitive to some of these guys being brash and bold and really confident right now Mm -hmm. about – them being in a Super Bowl discussion. I feel like they they kind of have to take a couple steps back here because they're resetting a lot of things on
0: offense. They definitely are. You know, you talk about a guy who threw 17 interceptions this year, league leading, and you're probably going to let his security blanket go in Dalton Schultz, so... Yeah, a lot of questions are going to need to be answered. What are you going to do with Tony Pollard? Most likely they're going to franchise tag him and he's coming off that injury so I you know, he's not just going to come back 100%. It's going to take him some weeks to really get going. So I I think this is a kind of a make or break year. You know, we said last year they wouldn't be able to keep Uh, Dan Quinn, Big Mike, Dak, and Kellen Moore. We saw Kellen Moore was the one that had to go. This year, it's those three. One of those three won't be there next year if the Cowboys don't win a championship, which I don't think that's going to happen. Who knows? And you know, a lot of stuff could happen, but still, I don't think the Cowboys are gonna win a championship next season. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that is going to go on what happens when they don't. Will that be Big Mike's fault? I don't think it's going to be the defense's fault, even though I do think they might take a step back. Who knows what they're going to do with Leighton Vander Esch and the situation he has there. We know they got to pay a lot of big-time players very soon. Yep. Trayvon Diggs, Micah Parsons, do they want to get to that early before you know guys start sitting out due to them not getting money? It's, yeah, a lot of questions are going to need to be answered this year. But when you're in the same division as the team that went to the Super Bowl, it's going to be tough no matter what. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't care how – I don't care if they lose both of their coordinators on the Eagles' side. They're still going to come back. Like, Jalen Hurts is the type of guy, like we saw last year, losing to the Buccaneers. And he said, you know what, I'm going to go back and train and do whatever it takes to not be this bad. Mm -hmm. He's the type of guy to say – That Super Bowl loss, I'm using that as fuel, too. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have that natural Super Bowl lapse that most teams do when they don't win it the next season, which the Bengals, they technically didn't, but they didn't make it back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so tough to do. It's so tough to do. And if I could see anybody going back next year – it's Jalen Hurts.
1: I'm glad you reminded me that the Eagles are losing both coordinators. That does make me feel a little better. That's a big deal. And it is. They're going to have to reset a lot of things there on the offensive side too. Uh, but right now, you know, the, the the plus side of Jalen Hurts feels a little better probably to a fan base than right now the plus side of Dak Prescott. Easily. It's just, yeah, it feels a little different right now. And maybe I should have said that the other way. It's the downside that feels better. When Jalen Hurts goes bad – I think the Eagles fans are a lot more comfortable with that than us Cowboy fans are of when Dak goes bad. Because when he goes bad, oof.
0: Yeah, because when the Eagles have Jalen Hurts go bad, they could say, all right, well, we have a three-headed monster, and Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott, we can hand the ball to them. Plus, Jalen Hurts going bad, that might be through the air. That's probably not on the ground. He's probably doing Mm -hmm. what he normally does with his legs. And Dak, especially since the leg injury, he ain't that same guy that's going to take off and run like I think he should. He should do it more, but, hey, I haven't snapped my leg backwards either. If I did that, I probably wouldn't be running much at all. So, but still, do you want to win a championship or not?
1: Yeah. All right, Zay.
0: I didn't want to look it up at first, but I
1: just found Scott Tolzien's coaching career. You ready? Scott Tolzien went to Wisconsin, if y'all don't know. He was undrafted in 2011. Chargers, oh, sorry, Niners, Packers, Colts in his career, back up, you know, m- throughout. As a coach, analyst for Wisconsin in 2019, Cowboys coaching assistant 2020 through 2022, Cowboys quarterback coach 2023 to the present. Yeah. What's the problem? Why are you scratching your chin for? I don't see no problem there. I don't see a lot of things there. Wisdom. I don't see a lot of much there. (laughs) So, okay, there you go. Cowboys fans, they just went from the guy that Dak beat out. They were buddies. One of the next great minds in the league. They went with him for offensive coordinator, and he actually called the plays. This is now the... And he was the quarterback's coach as well. Now, this is the quarterback's coach. He will not call plays or anything, but this is the guy that's supposed to be giving Dak Prescott all the uh, all of the help. There See, he uh,
0: you know, mm. what we know this in the NFL, which could get you got and just ruin your whole team, when you just hire guys because they're your friend or they were yes man with you, at your last stop. Man. Sometimes that's not the best formula for success.
1: Yeah, they just happen to be in the building. Man. I joked with you as we were coming on air, and you, well, when you sent me this list, I said, let me guess, the quarterback coach is Danny White. Now, I mean, I was just kind of joking, right. but, you know, Leon Lett just left a job. Mark Colombo was like the assistant offensive line coach, because of course he was. And this one just eh, just feels like that. When I saw Scott Tolzien's name, I was hoping I was wrong about who I was thinking of. It's was like... I think that's a career backup in the NFL, and I don't remember him coaching anywhere. Guess what? He really hasn't. He hasn't done much. Dude yeah. started coaching three years ago, and he's your quarterback's coach now. He's the guy that's supposed to be helping Dak Prescott. Like, he was the backup for Aaron Rodgers. All right. And maybe that's what it is. That I, I think we just – yeah, it's another connection to McCarthy, right? It's another connection. Right? He's backup of Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so – I guess if you're a Cowboys
0: fan, from 2013 to 2016,
1: you got to back off. You got to try to trust McCarthy. He's going to call plays, and he thinks Tolzien can help with Dak Prescott. All right, it is. Be- I think it's a better idea than a-, a quarterback he literally competed with in the quarterback room. I thought that was dumb to have a guy that you that you literally were on the same level. You were in the room with him and everything, and now he's your quarterback's coach, and now he's your offensive coordinator. Yeah, that was weird to me.
0: So what's Tolzien going to tell Dak? Like yo. I saw Aaron just, like, lock himself in the closet for about five minutes every day. We need to get you on something like that. I <laughs> mean, uh. like, like what, what was it like? Because you know Dak's going to ask, what was it like yeah. being in the quarterback room with Aaron Rodgers? Like, how did he go through things? And if wasn't a good coach, he wouldn't say nothing, but he's trying to be a good coach. He's going to try to give you all the game that he saw from Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. To Dak Prescott. So if you look at that as a Cowboys fan and say, maybe there's some positive there, cool. If you look at it from my standpoint and say, Dak ain't no Aaron Rodgers, I don't give a damn what you tell him, especially at this point of his career, and you still got to add a lot of weapons around him, it don't matter. It don't matter where you put or what kind of drugs you give Dak Prescott that are similar to Aaron Rodgers and what he takes? It, that don't matter. They're yeah. trying to do it.
1: They are. They're yeah, really right.
0: trying to do it. It's like Jerry Jones is like this is the guy that made Aaron Rodgers successful. And we're trying to do Oof. everything to get dak to be that.
1: You just wait till somebody in the media asks Aaron Rodgers how important Scott Tolzien was in his development and then just stand back and wait for that answer. Brace yourself Cowboys fans. That's on the way. Yeah. At some point.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, if I'm Aaron Rodgers. I knew my job was secure. Uh I know
1: that. Coach Tolzien, what do we need to do with Dak? Uh, Do these lights have dimmer switches on them? We need to make it as dark as possible in here, man. We're going to go full Aaron Rodgers on this bad boy. All right, coming up, we will uh, transition to some basketball talk. We do have some NFL drama to talk about at some point because Russell Wilson is making news for all the wrong reasons in the last couple days and he is refuting this story that is out there. We'll get to that. Up next, though, Zay's going to break down Texas and Baylor. They're in Waco tomorrow. The right call segment is coming up and coming up at 1245 in the crap bag. Oh, we got to hit XFL week two as one of our listeners uh, texted us. You never want to leave time on the clock for Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes or the XFL's AJ McCarron. Don't make me walk out of here, please. They did text LOL right at the end of that though. Don't
0: make me walk right out of here and leave Chad
1: by himself. The most important thing in the XFL this week is that two of the Texas
0: Price price line
1: Chad and say All right, getting started on this Friday. Hope you're having a great start to your weekend. Gonna be good weather over the weekend. A lot of stuff going on in the world of sports. Zay, I do not have
0: this one. Did you go to the 70s again to get me? I don't know where I went. At 9 30 this morning, the great Hall of Famer, Craig Way, texted me and said, Zay, throw this out to Chad today. It's a Yacht Rock classic. Oh, yeah. Let's see if he could get it or not. I yeah. go, I got you, Craig. Yep. Obviously, you didn't get it. Out of my
1: no, yeah, definitely out of the time frame, and doesn't sound like something I would have been interested in back in the day. What do we got?
0: Little River Band.
1: Little River Band. Help is on its way. I have heard of the Little River Band, but I have not. I've not listened to a lot of them. All right, Little River Band getting us started today. Uh shout out to all of you uh, for listening. We appreciate that. Now, yesterday, speaking of music, if you missed <clears throat> excuse me, if you missed the discussion where Zay. Gave Hysteria by Def Leppard an A-grade. You can go back and check it out on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Austin. We want to thank each and every one of our 748 subscribers. Help us get up to 800 if you like. And uh, that album swap discussion with ODB. And Def Leppard is up there. The golf tour of Central Texas with uh, Aaron and the crew hanging at Mo Willie. You can check that out. And if you have not heard the full version of Isaiah's rip on A.J. McCarron, that's on there, too, if you want to check it out, among other things. Lots of good videos and stuff there on the YouTube page. All right, uh, speaking of Zay, we got to get into some basketball talk right now. We mentioned it. Both men's and women's teams at Texas are in first-place battles and discussions and trying to get really high seeds. Is it going to be a two-seed? Could it even be a one-seed kind of a, uh, a season? And, of course, if both of them could get to the Final Four, they're going to be – well, you could just go, I guess what, I 45. We were just talking about I 45 with CD Lamb. You could I 45 between those two locations since the men are in Houston, women are in Dallas. Let's get to that right call segment, Zay
0: Texas at the Farrell Center. Good looking out, Chad. The right call segment is brought to you by Syntex Tickets. Com. Go to, or brought to you by Syntax Tickets, excuse me. Go to SyntexTickets.com for your concert, theater, and stand-up tickets, and also your sports tickets. I know a lot of people have gotten their tickets to Texas basketball games, men and women, on SyntexTickets.com. You hear Bucky Gobble all the time. Hey, Shelby, get them to me. Get them to me quick. And, yeah, Chad, huge game tomorrow night at the Farrell Center. You know what popular movie is being talked about right now. That's about to come out. If it hasn't came out already, Cocaine Bear. Ah, uh, yes, Cocaine Bear, where the bear just, I guess, ingests a huge amount of cocaine and goes crazy and just, yep. you know, terrorizes everybody in the woods. I hear Jeff Howe and Craig talking about it all the time. That is the premise. My wife and I are going to go see it. Yeah, you're going to maybe see some amped up cocaine style bears tomorrow at the Farrell Center, mm, if okay. you can catch my drift. Right. Because they're going to be pissed off. They were horrible on their Kansas road trip at Allen Fieldhouse where they were up by – these guys were up by 13.
1: Oof, God, I remember that game. Yeah, yeah, going into halftime, 45-32.
0: Yeah. They were up. And then all of a sudden, Kansas goes on a huge run, and they end up losing the second half. Fifty-five to twenty-six. Scott Drew's out here joking with Holly Rowe and stuff like that, and it's just it didn't look like they were locked in for the full game. Obviously, I don't know if Bill Self and that crew went into halftime and gave them that film. We know Coach Terry likes to go review the film at halftime. I don't know if somebody on this is say hey, Scott Drew ain't taking us seriously. And show this team that. Bill Self threatened to fire like eight people. (laughs) Y'all better get me a cut up of something I can use now. Yeah, yeah, Scott Drew thinking y'all a joke. And then they end up losing that game. So a couple of nights ago, they were at Kansas State. They were up by three at halftime. End up losing the next half, 44-31. End up losing that game by 10. So Mm. they really struggled, which kind of knocked them out of the Big 12 race to win it. You know, right now they're tied with Kansas State. For third place. So this Kansas, I mean, this Baylor squad, they're going to be a little pissed off tomorrow. And the first time the Horns saw them where the Horns won 76-71, to Baylor didn't have Jonathan. Let me get this right, Craig. We went over it. Come on, come on. Chachua. Chachua. Chachua? (laughs) Chachua? (laughs) My bad, brother.
1: I'm sorry. I think you said the second one, uh, but isn't it Chamwa Chachua? No.
0: Craig was saying chat. Like a chat, like a chat, yeah, okay. like a chat, Chama Chachua. Chachua. yeah, okay, yeah. If right. you go try to look over it, people, everybody's getting it wrong. It's a tough one. Yeah, I, I bet you folks at Baylor still get it wrong in Waco. It, it's a tough one. Both the middle
1: name and the the last name start with T.
0: T-C-H-A. Yeah. Tcha. Yo, and I can't be. That's tough. I know if I go back and look at my Ancestry.com, I probably have some crazy-ass African name, too, (laughs) that I can't pronounce. But, hey, Uh, that's a different story. So, the Horns didn't see him in that first matchup, and he's huge for their team. He's only played six games. Yeah. Remember, if you remember last year, he broke his leg. Yeah. Like, very serious. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just cringe-injury. When the horns went to the Ferrell Center last year and Chris Beard lost his absolute mind, and that was the last we saw of Trey Mitchell. That oh, game. that game. It okay, was yeah. That game.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: So now that he's back, he's kind of a leader/slash X factor for them. They still have Flo Thamba, you know, but at the end of the day, it's their three guards for them: LJ Cryer, Keontae George, and Adam Flagler. All those guys, they have to be clicking for them if they want to make a deep run in March. And in that first appearance where the Bears were here at the Moo, Chad, Tyrese Hunter had one of his better games this year. Mm. He did. He had a very solid game. Uh, He had around 15 points. And Marcus Carr is the one that struggled. He had just about five. So... Timmy Allen was really good with 18, and then Serge Barry Rice had one of his key games, had 21 points. So this is a very pissed-off Baylor team. They're going to come in with a lot of energy, and if you're Texas, right now with chasing Kansas, three games left, this is one of those games that I'm a little nervous about because I know how good Baylor can be. I know they're mad at their losses at Kansas. And I know they're mad that Texas beat them mm-hmm. by the five points that they got them. So Yeah, there's there are a lot of ingredients, I think, that should make you nervous in this one. Yeah. It's just there's a lot
1: coming together. You almost wish, as a Texas fan, that Baylor could have found one of those last two. Yeah, right? You know, just so you're not having to deal with full anger. They already hate you that much. They already love to beat you that much. It's their place. Packed in on a Saturday. Dude, it's going to be insane and we've seen this Texas team start in a sluggish you – know, get sluggish starts on the road. I'd be concerned about that if I'm a Texas fan. I need it to be – if I'm a Texas fan, I would love for it to be eight or less at the half. That, yeah. That'd be my goal right now. You make this thing a game at the half. Don't let that crowd go completely insane. But you can't – I don't think you could climb back out of a like a 13, a 15, a 17-point deficit – And that big, long stretch of not scoring, they can't do that this time.
0: Yeah, they're they're so hard to guard because if you trap them coming off that high ball screen, which Scott Drew loves to run with all three of those guards, Cryer, Flagler, and George, then that leaves those other guards open for like hockey passes. So you throw it to the big because you're getting trapped. He's setting the screen for you, and they trap the man that has the ball. So the big's probably the first one to get it. You step up on the big. Now you might be leaving one of those three guards open for a three, and you can't let them get hmm, hot because yeah. they're going to be pulling that thing tomorrow.
1: Yes, they are. They're going to be pulling <laughs> yeah, yeah. it.
0: And what you want, you want Jalen Bridges and uh uh, uh Chachua Chachua. <laughs> Uh, and and uh-huh. float but you want those guys to get the ball and try to work. That's how the horns can have sure. success. You want to get the ball out of the guards' hands because they look for their shot like crazy. Like Keontae George is a pit bull. And he's a great player. He's such a good player. Him, yeah. he, his shot selection can be a little bad at times, which we saw uh, when the Bears came to the mood. He had that like 38 foot three to try to tie the game real early. When they got the ball, there was probably like 20 some <laughs> seconds left. I remember and that. And he pulled it. And everybody was like, wow, that's a crazy shot. Which, its I don't think it's that bad of a shot because I thought Coach Terry would have fouled him and would have forced them on the free throw line. Mm. They needed a three, so he shot it quick. I get that. But, yeah, those guards, they're terrifying. But what you like and what you saw against Iowa State, you saw Tyrese Hunter have a good game. Serge Abari Rice, Marcus Carr. Those three guards versus our three guards, that's a hell of a matchup. And if you get mm-hmm. Arterio Morris to do what he did coming in the first half at Iowa State, those quick eight points, crossing guys over, making people jump in the stands, hitting threes and stuff, then now, you know, you don't have to worry about Hunter, Carr, and Rice getting tired because they're exerting their energy guarding George Flagler and Cryer. Mm. Which that's what happens to a lot of teams, just chasing those guys around. Yeah. That's a lot. So Timmy Allen, the bigs have to be the bigs have to be better than their bigs. They they have to. Dylan Dessou, Timmy Allen, throw him in there. Brock has to continue to do what he does. Uh, Christian Bishop, all four of those guys, they have to outplay Bridges and. Chachua and Thamba, they have to outplay those guys just because of the pressure Baylor puts on you with their guards.
1: By the way, the best thing to me about Chomwa Chachua is that his first name is Jonathan. <laughs> I do how love that, that part of it. God, that's awesome.
0: How they get that. That
1: is so great. Yeah, let's see how Texas responds tomorrow. They certainly responded when I- Iowa State hit them with a little physicality early and Texas just mashed them from there. If they do that in Waco, they'll be fine. Tough to do it in Waco, though. And you wouldn't imagine a Scott Drew team is going to lose three in a row. That's the other no. thing. They just There's a lot of things coming together for Texas that doesn't look great for them right now, but they also did look great against
0: Iowa State. Well, one more- Huge road win out to try to get here. Yeah, one more- more thing, Chad. Dylan Mitchell still has to keep playing. We're still gonna need him. Why again? Don't even though he starts, yeah. like we can't just be starting him for no reason. He has to give you more. How about Morris?
1: You want to see a I little mean, more?
0: I mean, yeah, but what he gave us against Iowa State, that's enough. That's what you want. That's enough.
1: An effective eight minutes. Yes. Okay.
0: That that's enough. If we okay. could do that, play good D, don't turn the ball over. You know, don't don't go hunting, Let the game come to you. Give when, him.
1: Yeah. Give him ten minutes where Baylor fans turn to each other and go, That guy's good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. That's what you want. And Dylan Mitchell, he had that alley oop against Iowa State, but he's just so athletic. You you just need him to keep coming along because you need that nine man rotation to be nine instead of eight.
1: Alright, there's your right call segment. We do it at 12.30 each and every show when we are leading up to a Texas basketball game. Texas and Baylor tomorrow at 1. We'll talk more about that as we roll through the show. tomorrow or Coming up at 1, rather. we'll get into some basketball NBA style. They've started the second half. How good can these Lakers be? Sixers got a win last night. Mavs with Luka and Kyrie Irving got a win last night. We'll get into that discussion. Up next, it is the crap bag. And yes, XFL Week 2 started with another AJ McCarron comeback do you care? this is the horn oh here we go come on now Say you've picked a great one. You've picked a great one. We'll let him go here. All right, so what you might have done, Zay, a day after you made my wife so happy by giving Def Leppard's Hysteria an A, you might be playing her favorite Quiet Riot song right now. <laughs> really? It is Quiet Riot with the wild and the young. This is from QR3. My wife would tell you it's an unsung record for Quiet Riot. She loves herself some QR3, man. There's a ballad or two on this album she loves, but uh, we're both fans of of this. And I like a lot of Quiet Riot, but I, I do like The Wild and The Young. Rest in peace to the great Kevin Dubrow, one of the great frontmen of all time. Another goofy trivia, quest, trivia answer for you here, Zay. This band is the first... Technically, the first heavy metal band to ever go number one. Wow. Yeah. So they're kind of, to, to, to name another act you might be familiar with in terms of how important it was, you know, the Beastie Boys album was the first rap album to go number one. Right. And it opened a lot of doors for a lot of other people. When Quiet Riot went number one, a whole bunch of bands showed up, a whole bunch of bands got signed in LA. Ah. Oh. You know what I mean? The, yeah, the yeah, music yeah. industry went, oh, y'all care about that kind of music? So this was an influential band that way. Their lead singer was a complete maniac in a a good way and some bad ways. But shout-out to Quiet Riot, also the Little River Band, getting us started today. One of our guys, Tennis Tom, texted at us, Little River Band, Yacht Rock? I was like, I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm not familiar with them. That's what Craig Way said. Craig Way said they were Yacht Rock. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know much about the yacht rock, uh so little river Band and quiet Riot though, getting us started today. Uh, we'll get into some NBA talk coming up. Nobody goes drama like the NBA, but right now the NBA's actually trying to give us what's that word? Um, oh, yeah, basketball. They're actually getting back to playing, and there have been some teams put together that folks are starting to talk about. Zay'll give you his thoughts on that Lakers bunch they put together. Not a lot of massive headlines created by the Lakers, but did they actually put a good basketball team together? We'll talk about that coming up. We got that football story to get to with Russell Wilson. There's a story that Russell Wilson tried to get Pete Carroll fired, and he has now felt the need to refute that story. So we'll get to all of that drama, and there's a story about the situation in Denver, what he had in Denver, so there's been a lot of discussion about that. We'll get into that stuff at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. Right now, though, let's get into the crap bag. AJ McCarron did it again.
0: Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap.
1: But he didn't cry. Let me make sure I say that right now cuz I don't want to say running out of here. He did not cry. It's brought to you by AV Consultations 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. XFL Week 2 did start last night. St. Louis is 2 and 0 oh now and uh, they've kind of done it not kind of. They've done it in comeback fashion twice. Now it wasn't as crazy. So Zay, this wasn't one of those where they had to take advantage of XFL rules or anything like that. They were down one late and he needed a drive and a field goal and he got a drive and a field goal. So it wasn't as crazy as we saw in the last game. And he was able to keep himself composed in the in the post game interview. But you can feel it from AJ McCarron. It matters this was an interest it was interesting to watch for me because we all know what he is in the NFL. That's a lifetime clipboard guy, lifetime backup. And he was really honest about it. He said, look, he said, I, you know, obviously I've been a backup in the NFL. He said, and it's a great life, but I missed playing. And he just talked about the value of actually playing in the game. And he's claiming that they have a great chemistry going on with this team and that they like each other and and all that kind of stuff. So the St. Louis Battle Hawks are 2-0 both on the road, by the way. They're about to go home to that city that kind of digs it. They they That's been a supportive city to spring football yeah, the first think, time. And I
0: think that's a big thing with all these spring football leagues. The teams that don't have an NFL franchise in their respective cities for USFL or XFL, I think are going to have an advantage due to people wanting to come see them, like the San uh, San Antonio team and, like, the St. Louis team, so... I agree. Yeah, I think they're going to have home field advantages and stuff like that, so for A.J. McCarron, even though I dogged him out last week, I respect him wanting to play. I respect that. I respect him just having the love for the game and saying, you know what, I could have been making some paper in the NFL being a clipboard guy and maybe got more recognition that way.
1: And he may still go do that.
0: Yeah, he still do that, but... I love the game so much. Why not?
1: Yeah, it was it was cool, and that that's one of the reasons I, I dig the spring leagues because I'll just watch football anytime, anywhere. But it's those opportunities we've been talking about it, man. What what the Rock and uh, Danny Garcia have put together is, uh, and the other guy who I never remember his name. I'm sorry, dude, you're just not as famous as those other two. I feel bad. That third guy I can never remember his name, but uh, they put together a, a pretty cool idea here, and Seattle's now two and zero. So this weekend, uh, tomorrow you got D.C. at Vegas, six o'clock FX. Then Sunday, all three Texas. Texas teams will play. San Antonio is at Orlando, 3 o'clock, and San Antonio's is 0 and one of course, after what A.J. McCarron did to them. Uh, and then Sunday afternoon is the big one, Arlington at Houston, 6 o'clock. It's ESPN2, or if you want to get over to uh, the University of Houston Stadium, that's where they will do that one. Wade Six, versus Bob. 6 o'clock. How about that? The first meeting of Wade and Bob this year.
0: I so, like it. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be pretty good. Have they the- face each other in anything? Um, They've been around for a hot minute. I think Bob's just been college have, and Wade's just been NFL.
1: We'd have to peek into that 2020 XFL season and see if they had played long enough. Because Bob was the coach that year, and I think Wade was a coach too. Okay. I think. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, the other thing to watch in that game, that might, be, might not be the greatest game to the eyes because um, those two teams are leaning with defense. The Renegades are the ones that had those two pick sixes because uh, what was the who's the quarterback was that Danucci that some quarterback threw them two of the ugly I think it may have been bad bad Ben Danucci the first time and then Houston had some you know they their defense stepped up too and won 33-12. so right. they're both I think they both would rather have an ugly game so I don't know if that's going to be the greatest game in the world to watch but uh, the other weird little thing to pay attention if you're watching these games at all. Right now the percentage they on two point conversions, excuse me, on their conversions, the higher there's a higher percentage of three point than anything else. The one point is from the 2 yard line, the two point is from the 5 yard line, but from the 10 yard line. Now there's been less attempts, but the percentage is higher. Huh and what their what what you kind of watch is if the offense is a pass oriented offense and they like to throw it just gives you more space right so you're back at the 10 and guys like June Jones June Jones has already been that, decided to be that guy he's going for three pretty much every time i feel him cuz he wants to back it up and give himself a little space yeah so definitely something to check out i still dig the kickoff thing and um you know we'll see if if people continue to watch this sport as it goes on and uh you know, hopefully they get to survive and give these guys an opportunity.
0: Do we see any Turpin slash PJ Walkers right now? It's too early to see. I
1: definitely haven't seen a Turpin. Mm-hmm. Uh I have not seen a big time punt return, a special teams guy yet. In terms of a PJ Walker, um
0: And when I say that, I really that could be any position. Could be any Just position. Anybody right? that has a chance to maybe they could play on the next level.
1: I think there's a couple of I think there's been a couple of DBs that have been all right. And I'm honestly, right now, I feel myself watching receivers in this league. I feel like there's going to be – like the big cat that went to Iowa State, Hakeem Butler. Remember that name? Kind of. Hakeem Butler is a – who did St. Louis just play? He's in Seattle. No, 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 my bad. He's with A.J. McCarron because he caught, I think, one of their – he caught their touchdown to, to get that thing started last week. So he's in St. Louis. That's the kind of guy I'd keep an eye on because th- there's got to be a situation where somebody might might take a chance on yeah, him. Yeah, Keem
0: Butler went to Fort Ben Travis.
1: Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. So I'd, I'd keep watching guys like that um, because of the offensive line struggles. I don't think we're seeing – we're not seeing badass running back play yet. So I think it's going to be about can these quarterbacks get the balls to the receivers and tight ends and then show them off a little bit. Mm. And then on the other side, it's the guys covering them. So it's, it's receivers and DBs to me right now in the All right. XFL. All right. Yeah, there's I been like some, it. some okay performances, I think, throughout. Uh, so keep an eye on that week two of the XFL. 1 o'clock hour is coming up. Let's talk a little NBA and some NFL drama. The Russell Wilson stuff in the NFL and in the NBA, the second half is underway. Mavs fans, you got your first win with Luka and Irving playing last night. Does it mean much? We'll talk about that. Zay will give you his thoughts on these Lakers. Sixers looking pretty good as well. Uh, We'll have uh, a little NBA discussion. You can throw down on it if you want to. Plus, an update on where somebody thinks Chris Beard might end up. Don't move. It's the horn.